You're listening to the voice of Kayla Pitts, and this is the Mixed Bread Podcast. Hello again. Thanks for tuning in. Today's episode, I had the pleasure of interviewing Tony Vincente, the CEO of the fashion company Rosario George. In Mixed Bread's first ever remote recorded episode, the two of us discuss his journey while making pizzas. The audio is a little fuzzy this episode, but I hope you still enjoy listening. Let's bake some bread. This has been a long time coming. <laughs> you reached out to me so long ago. No, exactly. But hey, we are here and we are so excited to do this. Finally, finally. No. Um, okay, so do you have your crust and everything ready to start putting your pizza together? It's actually in the oven now. Your pizza's um, in the oven? No, the crust. I always like um, my crust to be, you know, nice and firm, and then I put the toppings on it, and then back in the oven. Oh wow! Yeah. I've never, I've never made pizza like that. My family loves it a certain way, so that's what I do. They like the, you know, the crusty um, bottom, and then we, you know, just layer it up. Oh, nice. Cool. My thought was I would do the quick fire questions with you while we were topping the pizza. So I'm not sure um, how much time you've got. Yeah, we can do that. We'll do that. Let me throw on my gloves. So professional. Hey, I'm known as the fashionable foodie for a reason. (laughs) (laughs) The crust is just a little. A little done. You can see a couple brown brown spots on it. I made homemade sauce and everything for my pie. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I would like to do sometime. because I, I buy the pre-made sauce. Uh-huh. I wanna make my own sauce sometime. It's I think so it would make fun. all the difference. It really does. It really does. I would love to talk to you about that sometime. <laughs> oh cool. Yeah. Is that a long process? Well, if you want a really good sauce, it does take a little bit of time. So you want to start it early as possible and just let it simmer throughout the day. Okay, slow cook. Slow cook indeed. I also, I noticed from the recipe that you sent me that you season your cheese too. I do. It just makes a big difference. Your yeah. cheese, you have that Italian seasoning and everything in it. Instead of actually just adding everything, you just season your cheese and just layer it on top. Yeah, I know I've got my little seasonings, but I normally add them after I put the toppings on. Okay. I used to do that, but I found that um, this method is easier. When it mixes in with the cheese, it probably changes, yeah. Yes, it does. Changes the game. (laughs) All right, so I'm going to start topping my pizza, and we can go straight into the quick fire questions if you're ready. I am. You want to? I'm going to have my fantastic assistant dean (laughs) and partner. Is that okay? (laughs) Yeah. All right. I'm ready. Great. My name is Tony Vincente, and I am the CEO of Rosario George. And how old is Rosario George? Rosario George was founded in 2018, so we are close to celebrating our uh, fifth anniversary. Oh, nice. This is my first recorded podcast, so that'll be interesting when I go and do all of the audio editing. (laughs) And do you want to tell the listeners what bread-centered food we're making today? 
Absolutely, we are making fantastic, delicious pizzas. From scratch. From scratch, indeed. What are you topping your pizza with today? We're gonna do a seasoned cheese and pepperoni. That's my favorite kind of pizza, I love pepperoni. I normally, I normally do pepperoni. I'm foregoing the pepperoni today for vegetables, but only because I made pizza earlier this week. So. <laughs> <laughs> Understood. Yeah. I normally top mine with a little crushed red pepper before it goes mm -hmm. in the oven, but I think next time I'm gonna mix my stuff with the cheese. I think you're gonna enjoy it. peppers and onions here for my pizza. And my, so the recipe that I am following is basically, um, I reconstituted a breadsticks recipe for mm -hmm. the crust of my pizza. So um, the breadsticks recipe says to put it in the oven for um, 11 to 12 minutes. Okay. When my pizza goes in the oven, it'll probably be around 15. Is, is yours gonna be quick like that? Yes, absolutely. We have it at a 425. And because we're cooking no vegetables, we should be good to go. In fact, um, it should cook even sooner without um, the, you know, the vegetables having to be cooked fully. Yeah, yeah. All right. So I am gonna start my um, pepperonis. Topping them now. Have you ever used broccoli in your pizza? I haven't. I've only recently this year gotten the hang of um, roasting broccoli in the oven just as a side dish. Yes. So the next step would be to start incorporating it into my pizzas. <laughs> Absolutely. It's really good. I um, did that one time and it just had a flavor of its own, but I used a pesto sauce for it. I mm. really. Mm hmm. Pesto is the best. Oh my gosh, yes. And top <laughs> my um, Italian seasonings, my extra Italian seasonings that I uh, picked out and the ones I didn't use for the uh, seasoned cheese. Oh, nice. Got my oregano going on. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite flavors. Yeah. I feel like a pizza without oregano is not a pizza. I know, exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna pop mine in the oven and start my timer and we can jump into the main discussion topics. Awesome, here's mine. Ready to go in the oven. Gorgeous. <laughs> oh, that looks so nice. And you have full-size pepperonis too, not those little bitty ones. Oh no, I'm not sparing any expense or um, anything when it comes to the pizza, honey. <laughs> this is my, my nice pepper and oh, onion. Delicious. Yeah. So first things first, um, I did want to ask you, where did all of this start for you? Your passion for fashion, your, how many years have you been in the fashion industry? Well, this is a childhood um, obsession with fashion. When I was in New York, my mom introduced me to Fifth Avenue <laughs> and I never left. <laughs> so when I had the opportunity um, to start my own fashion line, which came from having a series of other small businesses. Um, a company by the name of Shop Via reached out to me and they noticed my other business's design aesthetic and they um, asked if I would like to be a designer for them. And I said, yes. And the next thing I know, I was one of their top designers and I thought to myself, huh, maybe I should uh, try my own you know, uh, design business 
instead of doing it for others. I still do some designs for them, but that's how Rosario George pretty much came about. I started taking the designs I was doing for them and doing it myself. I don't sew, so I call myself an electronic oh, designer. Okay. So I found a series, <laughs> it's a series of individuals uh, from different countries who I send information back to and they send back to me and samples are approved and then they go to market, i.e. Rosario George. Mm-hmm. So you so you were reached out to by people who saw your potential, yes. and then you were like, well, if they see my potential, I could probably do this on my own. And it made me feel empowered because I seen who was on the um, actual platform, who they already have as designers. Cher is one of them. Um, George Clinton. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'm in, yeah, George Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So it's like if they feel that highly about what I'm doing, then I'm going to give it a shot. And yeah. I just, it made me uh, once again feel more empowered because in the fashion community, there really isn't a lot of African Americans, let alone a male African American who is, you know, in that particular industry, especially in a luxury, um, you know, kind of uh, fashion designs. And yeah. here I am the first year. True story. The first year um, we launched, we were in Vogue and GQ. <laughs> Your first year. First year. And talk about being propelled to do even further uh, things to just bring to market. It just, like I said, ever since then, we've been in over close to 40 magazines around the world. That's the goal people that's the goal people want when they start a company to be in yeah. Vogue, to be in GQ. That's awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I um to this day I'm very grateful for those opportunities because I've I've talked to and met with other individuals in the, the industry, especially the African-American designers, and they always look to me as almost like a mentor because they want to know how did I get, how did I do this, how did I do that, and I'm, I'm an open book. If I can help somebody be successful, I'm going to do that. So I always share how I did my, um, you know, how I got there and where I'm going. Instead of keeping it a secret, yeah. Instead of keeping it a secret, secrets only hold things back. I want progress, especially in the fashion industry. Right. So I know that you're also, um, you have been given the nickname Fashion Foodie. Where did that come from? Well, um, it comes from my love of design and, and being in the fashion industry. And if you, if all of your um, fans take a look on my Instagram page, they'll see nothing but foods. You've seen it. So it's oh, that yeah. kind of <laughs> I love Making to my cook. stomach rumble daily. <laughs> One of these days when the pandemic breaks, we'll be all happy to meet again and, and cook for each other. So yeah. don't worry, I'll, I, I will take care of your appetite. <laughs> <laughs> and you make you make so many so many different dishes and it looks like you do a lot of that from scratch I do I do um, my partner is also a cook so we like to take a look at things and, and just make it you know um, I gotta tell you the internet um, was my um, guru in the earlier days and now I, I mastered the art of doing certain things and now I'm just going to full steam invention and reinvention. Yeah. Chicken can be a million different things. You know, even pizzas can be a million different things. So I look at food as a whole different way and I look at it fabulously. <laughs> yeah. 
it's it's a it's a creative outlet and i don't people think people don't think about it in that that way as as mm-hmm. it being a creative outlet but i'm certainly doing all of these bread recipes and yes. playing around with different um all of the different episodes of people that i've talked to mm-hmm. i feel like it's it's it is really fun there's an aspect of like creativity that you get to play with FYI, um, on your site, talk about making me hungry. <laughs> oh my God. This, the, everything on there looked phenomenal. So um, yeah. kudos to you and kudos for anybody who looks at, you know, cooking as a beautiful adventure. You know, it's the key that it, it will always be one of those things that if you can't get around the world, you can make it in your kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just all of those... The pictures that I have on the website for all of the episodes that I've recorded so far, I've only had one dud that was inedible out of all of those, but I'm sure there'll be more. Um, Don't feel bad about that. (laughs) Everyone does that. I'll never forget my very first chicken. Honey, that thing was as dry as the Sahara. (laughs) (laughs) The the, um, recipe I was trying to make with a guest was zucchini bread. And it came out like quiche. It was very inedible. (laughs) (laughs) It's all right. I'm sure your next one is going to be amazing. Yeah. Or I'll just avoid zucchini. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) That worked too. The, so we were just the fashion foodie topic before we move away from it. I was curious, who taught you to cook? Who taught me to cook? Well, it was a, a need from my, um, you know, my partner. I always wanted to make him good foods. So I just, we have tons of cooking books. We have advice from people. We have um, the internet. So I just started to learn how to cook. And then yeah. I just am where, I'm at, where I am right now. It's a lot like riding a bike, I feel. Once you start doing it, mm, really get the I hang of it. I never learned. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I live in New York. I would never You're ride a bike. Telling me you don't know how to ride a bike. I know how to ride a subway. Oh well. <laughs> I know how to ride a taxi cab from New York. <laughs> Not a bike. You don't need to then. Uh... <laughs> I will learn. I want to learn how to do that, and I want to learn how to swim. I don't know how to do either one. So in the event that we have to like you know escape a, a raging river in a, a bicycle, I want to be prepared. <laughs> <laughs> a raging river in a bicycle. So, Rosario George coming up to its fifth birthday, you were saying? Yes, in 2022. So this year is the year that we take over the world. You know, we had um, three years of getting noticed. We had three years of developing a really strong sales tactic, um, getting the right people in place. And this is the year that we just move full forward. In fact, I'm happy to say we are now in three stores. You can find Rosario George clothing and shoes in New York, San Francisco, and um, West Hollywood. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. We so just signed before that. Mm-hmm. Before that, you were um, online only. Yeah, correct. And we had some um, boutiques that carried like our lipsticks. We had, um, you know, people that carried. A lot of our beauty, which is one of the reasons that we um, kind of shift gears a little bit um, last year into this year, our beauty is our top seller. So I've um, kind of put the spotlight on our beauty, which is five-star rated. 
and has been in tons of magazines and used in various photo shoots. So um, I just focus on that, but we still sell the women's and clothing. In fact, we're expanding a lot of our lines, but I've gone to a different model where our clothing issues will be found in stores, while the beauty, which is, you know, it sells itself technically, is online. And I still have both on my website, but I put a heavier emphasis on that direction we're going in. Okay. Um, in a few words, can you explain what sets Rosario George apart from other fashion companies? Absolutely. Well, for one, we're a African-American and gay-owned um, company. We are really, no, uh, we, we're very well known around the world. And we're, just like I said, I'm a not a um, fashion designer. If you put a um, needle thread in front of me, I would just go, okay, what do you want me to do with this? You want me to right. do uh, <laughs> I'll sell the chicken for you. <laughs> I'm not a design in that way. Um, what I what sets us really, really apart is the fact that we are so passionate about our designs, and we're passionate about how the designs impact our um, followers and like and, and people that um, like us. My goal overall is to take Rosario George and make it a foundation, make it something that brings. Um, something to the people, not just getting sales. I want to return that goodness um, that they give to me, meaning the customers, um, back to them. So we're we're a fashion company with a heart and soul. I noticed too when I was looking at your website that um, you offer women's, men's, and also home home goods as well. Well, as of 2021, we phased out um, the. Casa line for now, just focusing heavily on the beauty, which has increased. We started out with just um, nail polishes. Now we have um, three different things for the eyes. We have a, a, a fantastic eyeshadow palette. We have fantastic two different versions of um, lipsticks, and we're coming out with various various products. So I just want to um, I wanted to focus on that first. My theory is to be really great at something, not to just throw everything out there. So the time will come when I retool and revamp and uh, reintroduce the Casa line. And for the men's line, I want it to be perfect as well. I love our women's line. And I want the men's line to be a reflection of that. So I'm taking my time and the just- same caliber. Absolutely. The fans deserve that. One thing I did want to touch on, it's a, when we first started corresponding, it was a very different world. A lot yes. happened in about the year between us talking well, then and us doing this now. Um, what has it been like as a business owner for you this past year? I can't say that it was bad. You know, I, I'm a marketing person. I've been in marketing for over 15 years. So one of the things that I really enjoy most is being able to look at trends and kind of figure out where they're going. And knowing that, you know, um, we're all gonna be in this pandemic and you still want to shop. I mean, everybody loves shopping. You, the the um, needle was moving towards online. So what I did was just create some fantastic marketing pieces, uh, submitted them to different, you know, companies for the future in regards to them carrying us, uh, made connections uh, once again with the forum organization or a beta or organization, excuse me. And from that, that's where we started to sell our clothes. So to me, 20, 
2020 was us taking a, a deep dive and looking at what direction the company should go to. So we just pretty much um, went with the flow, but also had those plans in place that kept us growing as the months started passing. And we're also, I feel like we're getting ready for our next big step, which is why I'm like, you know, I tell everyone, this is the year of Rosario George, because we set up those goals. We set up that those opportunities that when people are ready to go back out and we're, you know, we're all cleared, knock on wood, yeah. um, we'll, you know, there will be places with Rosario George for them to go to. I was going to say, for me personally, I know that my um, online shopping increased in the past year. There you year. go. There you go. So, <laughs> I'm sure it's the same for a lot of your customer base. It is. We've never had so many like signups to our um, website. We've we did a really fantastic. Um, we had a fantastic 2020 as a company. Unfortunately, as a you know, as an individual, I feel for everybody who is like struggling. And that's one of the reasons why I want to take Rosario with George to the next level, because when something like that happens, I want to be the person that's going, OK, how do we give money into hands of individuals that need it? You know, when I'm all um, said and done on this planet, I want to leave a mark. And I feel like Rosario George is that important step that I need to do exactly that. Yeah, I as as a creative, this whole past year has felt like a call to action for me. But right. I think that a lot of people and other creatives are feeling that call to bring connection and humanity. Um, yes. So even if you're selling clothing for or, or providing you know some sort of monetary support for people, um, just that that real human connection I think is what people are really craving after this past year of isolation. I agree. And that's one of the reasons why we lowered our prices. While other luxury brands, you know, they're in the thousands and I don't want that. I want everybody to be able to enjoy Rosario George. So I lowered our prices effective this year so that it's everyone can have a piece of Rosario George without, you know, having to submit money that they may need or, or you know, just my goal is to have as many people in Rosario George as possible and how to do that is making it affordable. Right. Speaking of more more expensive companies, I saw an article in May of 2020 about the creative director of Gucci. They were making a, a statement about how they were going to be changing a lot of the fashion shows and, and the structure of how they look at fashion with the spring, fall, summer, winter. Um, right. Are you familiar with their decision, the announcement that they made? Um, how... What do you what do you see as the future of fashion moving forward? I hope that is the um, the direction. In fact, we've been doing that for quite a long time. We do see we don't do seasons. We just come out with a collection people can enjoy. We'll throw in additional pieces like a coat. You wouldn't wear a coat like you know winter coat in summer. But overall, our collections are available all year round. So I think that makes more sense in regards to the fashion in, um, industry. You know, um, before it seemed a little off kilter for me. You know, you're um, promoting spring, summer in the winter. <laughs> I think people right. would like to see, you know, winter collections or winter. You know, they want to see spring, <laughs> spring. So what right. they do is it just makes more sense. And fashion should, should fashion should be fantastic. It shouldn't be confusing. 
So I love the direction and I hope all the others um, see its beauty and, and its um, importance as well. Did Rosario George um, benefit from fashion shows? Has the lack of those shows been something that you felt in the past year at all? Well, I always um, announce on social media. To me, social media has always been my runway. You know, we'll do a runway show here and there, but I'd rather show everybody what the clothing looks like when we do a major fashion editorial. You know, I want to see a lot of people, you know, can't make it to the runway shows. So I use social media as my um, permanent runway. Like I said, when, so it didn't really affect us during the whole um, pandemic and it still hasn't. We've gotten the word out about our clothing in a way that people can fully understand. But I do look forward to doing the next runway show. I love doing runway shows. <laughs> yeah, I imagine that there's no uh, there's no replacement for actually being there right and here. seeing your clothes on a model, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, ours is too. <laughs> that is super cool. Awesome. Great timing. All right. I've got one more question for you, and then we can cut pizzas and do our wrap-up. Yeah. You ready for that? I am. Oh, I just wanted to um, let you know that there are ways that people can get um, that runway experience through Forum, the company that I'm working with um, that carries my exclusive clothing lines. They actually offer a virtual dressing room. So you literally don't have to take off a stitch of stuff. You just stand in front of it with the piece that you love and voila. (laughs) Yep. The future. Right? That's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you mentioned it. The last thing I wanted to ask you, just Mm -hmm. as a fashion designer, do you watch any of the fashion shows that show up on Netflix or uh, the competitions that they do? Are you a a fan? Honestly, I'm not a very big television person. I tend to like um, either something that's funny to me or um, just a good movie. So I gotta say no. Shows, <laughs> 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 but I am constantly aware of them. Okay. Well, what do you watch when you when you find the time? Well, I, like I said, I love a good movie. Currently watching WandaVision on Disney Plus, which is really weird. <laughs> really good. I suggest that to everyone. And you know, that's pretty much it. I'm usually working. You know, um, my being a creative, and you know. Our minds never shut down. So it's constantly like, oh, let me do this, let me do that. You know, when you're a business owner, you're constantly thinking about, what, let me do what's this, what, let's do this, let's do that. You know, what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so exactly. That's pretty much how I um, handle TV. <laughs> yeah, I've got my um, my comfort shows that I've seen a million times that I'll put on in the background. That's pretty much where I'm at. Gotcha. Which television ones? wise like new girl and um old school stuff like stargate sg1 or macgyver oh wow (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's really nice comfort background you know then i'm on my ipad doing marketing things see there you go yeah (laughs) never (laughs) never stops all right i'm gonna pull my pizza over here and all right it looks fantastic Grab a quick plate. You know it's fantastic, right? <laughs> it looks good. <laughs> it looks real good. Yeah, I hope it's not too early for pizza for you over there. 
Honey, it's never too early for pizza. <laughs> <laughs> when I was younger, I used to eat it for breakfast. So. Me too. We actually yeah. have like, <laughs> fries it in a pan and stuff like that, and you can put like eggs in it and everything, so. All right, here's mine, girl. <laughs> oh, it looks delicious. <laughs> mm. We've got our pizzas, they're delicious. Mm -hmm. Had a nice, quick interview. Lastly, for the listeners, I was wondering yep. if you have any sort of universal nuggets of fashion wisdom um, well, for anyone. I do. I think that um, you just need to be your best you. Use fashion to help you propel yourself to that. Also, make sure your fashion reflects you. Don't let trends define what your fashion is. You define what fashion is, especially when it comes to you. So that's my big advice for fashionistas. I love that. Is there anything that you want to plug before the end of the episode? Yes, I want to um, let everybody know we're available in three stores. We're available in New York. Uh, Hudson Yards, we're available in the West Hollywood area, as well as um, we'll be available in San Francisco in the beginning of uh, next month. So enjoy uh, those collections. Each one of them has a different exclusive collection. So I think everyone will get a, a kick out of how I interpret uh, fashion in each area. They're, none of the stores have the same um, product. So you can get all products on their website, but I wanted to make it extra special for every city we're in. Oh, cool. Mm -hmm. Nice. So you won't see the same thing in two stores? Nope. Each store will have an individual collection that I feel tells the story of the city. Wow. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for being here and for reaching out so long ago to be a part of the podcast. Uh, really meant a lot to me when we were just just starting. Not that I'm anywhere. I'm still just starting. But oh no, you have a fantastic um, podcast, and it just really resonated with me. So I really wanted to be on this. So thank you for allowing that to happen. Yeah, it's been it's been lovely talking to you. You're only about to put some sweats on and tear this pizza up. <laughs> yeah, the rest of my day is definitely uh, stuff my face and lounge on the couch day. <laughs> here, 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 here. 